0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I'm your host, Will McFadden, joined as always by former Falcons fullback, Ovi Mahaley. Ovi, what's up, dude? How was your week?
0: It's good. It's good. I can't complain. Um, I had a random person this really, really happens as a a fullback. Uh, They were really (laughs) excited to meet me. I was in Kroger and this guy, older gentleman, he just knew all my stats, going back to college and knew about my, my, uh, uh, my salary and my highlights. And remember this game back in 2010, when you might turn into this, I'm like, ah, kind of (laughs) like, Oh, that was great. That was on the second row. And I was like, wow. And it, it was kind of nice to, to get a little bit of love uh, from the fans. Oh, it's, so it's,
1: it, cool. You're a famous podcaster now. That I mean, this, that's <laughs> why I recognized you. He is a huge fan of this show. I I, I guarantee you that he was like, oh my god, you're my my favorite podcaster. Um, I know all of your stats, man. That that's what happened. That was exactly what happened. But, uh, congratulations! It was yeah.
0: uh, it was nice. Thank you for that, uh, sir. It was nice to be recognized. <laughs> it was random that we all. Need to be, I think, just given that little bump, you know, a little compliment. So, you know, if you see somebody uh, randomly compliment them, yeah, nice socks or nice, uh, you know, cufflinks or, you know, I I like your eyebrows, anything. Random compliments to random people is always fun.
1: Yeah. Be sure to uh, tip the next friendly neighborhood fullback that you see. It is the holiday season and uh, we're in the giving spirit. We are here to uh, to give you guys some. Thoughts, knowledge, predictions, what have you on the next matchup for the Atlanta Falcons against the Carolina Panthers. But first, it might help to uh, to run down uh, memory lane from the last time these two teams met back in week eight inside of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I was at that game. I remember it mm. vividly because I got a notification on my phone walking from the yellow lot over to Mercedes-Benz Stadium down Northside Drive, and it said, Calvin Ridley has been ruled out for the game mm. due to mental health reasons. And yeah. this was the first game of Calvin Ridley's extended absence. And so yep. the Panthers went on to win this game 1913. Falcons led it 10 to three in the second quarter. And then that was, you know, the last time that they ever really were, were close until they made a field goal. Once the game was, was well out of hand. Uh, I went back and watched this game. It was sloppy. The the Falcons opened it up with a forced fumble, but they just kind of played laxadaisically like they really weren't in it. And and that was my biggest takeaway, kind of rewatching it. Tajay Sharp was the leading receiver with 58 yards. I mean, like that, that was not inspiring. Mike Davis was the leading rusher with 44 yards. So the Falcons weren't getting it done at all on offense. They made a couple of plays defensively, but You know, (laughs) they allowed Sam Darnold to get a big run against them. Um, Mm. I mean, he finished with 66 yards rushing. Uh, Chuba Hubbard finished with 82 yards. So it was probably one of the Falcons' worst games of the season. That's my big lead-in to say, I really, really like the Falcons this weekend against the Panthers. And I'm excited to talk to you about it and explain why. And we will do that right after this. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet you didn't see that one coming. Well, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the football and basketball action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your fifty percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's half off, guys. That's a big deal. What are, what are you doing? Don't just sit there. Use the promo code Believe Fifty B L E A V five zero. To receive that bonus, so what are you waiting for? Get started. Head over to Bet Online today because it is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Ovi, I am perhaps a, like more excited for this game. I think than I've been in a long while, and I think it's because the Falcons kind of know who they are now, even Mm -hmm. if they may not, even if that identity may not be obvious to a lot of people, I think that they are the type of team that is going to really do the details well. They're not necessarily trying to stress or force anything. They're going to take what's there. They want to be run-oriented, run-focused, and they're getting better in that part of the game. And defensively, they are going to let you complete some short passes, but no yards after the catch. And then in times of, of high leverage situations, they're probably going to send pressure and they're going to play man coverage and they're going to play tight man coverage. And it's worked um, at times so far this season. They're just doing all of that at a much higher level than they were in week eight when they played the Panthers the first time around. And I think the Falcons are a better team than they were um, at that point. I know they just lost Tampa Bay, but they still did I think a lot of the things that they wanted to do in yeah. that game, they just weren't able to string it along together for long enough. And that's because Tampa Bay is a better team and they have better yeah. players and they could shut it down. I think outside of Carolina's pass rush, the Falcons are equally as talented, perhaps more talented in certain areas. I don't know. Am I, am I wrong to be this optimistic? I'm not usually this optimistic. It's a weird feeling for me.
0: No, you're not wrong to feel this way. And to go back to what you said, strangely enough, I'm excited about this game. It's weird. It's like every game has something you know exciting and a reason I want to watch the reason I can't wait till Sunday or Thursday or Monday, whenever the Falcons are playing. And it's um, <laughs> it's strange. A lot of fans are upset at the lack of us being good or great at any category. And they just expect more and they're irritated and I'm I'm happy to watch them grow or find ways to uh, move forward, fall forward, fail forward even. Because if they lose and they fail, as long as they're failing forward and they're finding ways to, to get better <laughs> and kind of build uh, the building blocks that will allow them to be a serviceable team, uh, more than serviceable, um, a playoff team next year, I'm good. But you're not wrong uh i think the temp bay game in our last podcast which everyone listened to i'm sure uh we touched that on guy how I did he stopped you i died yeah he did of course he did and i feel like we talked about how this was a game of effort intensity and you know mindset where we can kind of see certain players saying you know i'm just tired of all that talk attempt bay or juggernauts i'm going to throw everything at them i'm going to give them all i got I'm gonna keep on fighting, even if it is the last quarter, there's only a couple of seconds left. I'm still trying to knock somebody out. And that mentality, it, I could have just been seeing things, but several people, pundits and talking heads like me and yourself, tell that they saw the same thing. And I think that that type of effort, which frankly, you know, they had to be perfect to beat Tampa Bay. They had to be, you know, mistake free from uh self-inflicted penalties to you know jumping off sides to having a silly turnover and they didn't up do
1: that five sacks
0: <laughs> yeah that that too uh and in this game yeah. against the Panthers you don't have to be as perfect but if you put that same intensity and you try to improve slightly on what you did you win this game uh because the Panthers aren't the bucks that's a a real easy statement to to make and cam newton's dealing with with his issues uh they fire their office coordinator they have so many things going wrong with their internal body I think like we can take advantage of this and use the consistency that we have to go after them, but they're going to be coming for us. They've never swept the Falcons. Well, haven't swept us since like 2012 or 30. It's been a long time. Matt Ryan's only been swept <laughs> once by the, the Panthers and there's chatter in their little message boards that they want to make it happen again. <laughs> so I, I do
1: getting into the message boards. What's yeah. What's-
0: I mean, some some whispers. I have some Panther, uh, people who like to still reach out to me and talk trash and it's funny i can scroll all the way up you know my dms so when i was playing certain uh panther friends of mine have that trash talking that they like to get involved in and they're letting me know hey 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 we're gonna sweep you guys the first time since 2000 whatever i was like all right well good luck i'm not playing anymore so you know it doesn't really matter that much but you know we're still gonna beat you
1: We'll see. You're you're the you're the Believe podcast Nest network uh, master of whisperers. You're, you're yes. the verus of uh, of Believe. There you go. Correct. Correct. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. I mean, I I think that that that's spot on. Like, uh, the Panthers are going to come out and give give it their all. Uh, of course, yeah. they are. But I want you to put a pin in the notion of you know the the foul or the the Panthers have their own issues that they're going through. So keep that in the back of your uh, of your mind. We'll come back yep. to that in a little bit. But let's take a look at at kind of where both of these teams have been lately. Uh, the Falcons shut out against the the Patriots Thursday night, um, three mm. weeks, three games ago. Jacksonville, they got the win 21-14 on the road. Came back home, lost last week against Tampa Bay, 30-17. The Panthers, uh, three games ago, lost. 27 21 to Washington. Falcons also lost Washington. Uh, they lost then the next week on the road against Miami. Falcons won on the road against Miami. And mm-hmm. then the Panthers had the week off by week. So, all of those games, you know, by week, whatever, those two games, Cam Newton with the Panthers, first game, he played well. Second game, he definitely did not. Not so well. Not what so are you expecting all. out of Cam Newton in this game? This is, is this a better matchup for the Falcons facing a Panthers team with Cam Newton versus Sam Darnold?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, we'd much rather take Cam Newton, but, uh, unfortunately I think that, um, he's going to follow the trend and go back to having a good game. He's from Atlanta. You know, I've done Cam <laughs> Newton's cap camps before. You know, I've met him several times. He is a great guy. Uh, his father runs his camps. Great guy. he, really takes pride in being from the city and is yeah, not going to have all his family and friends come and watch him and put out that stink of a performance he did last time. So I think whatever he needs to do, you know, yoga, wusa, you know, say a couple of prayers. He's going to be right for this game and ready to show us, uh, you know, the best version of himself. But Cam still is not, even his best version of himself is not the old Cam Newton. So we know that if we do exactly what the last team did against him. We can rattle him. We can get him off his game. He's he's not going to uh be a world beater and his legs won't allow him to beat us uh on the ground as much as he did before, especially with our, you know, foyer Luacons and, and Dion and you know just the speed that we have at linebacker. I, I feel good about this game.
1: Yes, I do too. And I think watching, I went back and rewatched the uh, Falcons Bucks game before this podcast and Just the number of throws that Tom Brady made, where it was really good coverage and a phenomenal throw. Yeah. It was like, damn, dude. Like, that's why you're Tom Brady, you know, like that. That's why you are who you are. And no disrespect to Cam, but objectively, nowhere (laughs) close to that, you know? No, no, nowhere (laughs) close to that. So. Uh. I I think that the Falcons, they also, the moments that they did try to blitz Tom Brady, Tampa Bay is invested in their offensive line and they've invested really well in their offensive line. They just picked up the blitz, gave Tom Brady all the time and he picked them apart. I mean, so I think that what we just saw from Atlanta's defense, I don't really expect them to have a repeat performance against Carolina. And I had thought that um, Atlanta's defense really had been playing well even, you know, that Patriots game, the defense had kept them in that. Yeah, you know, they they threw a pick yeah. six late in the action to make the score a little more lopsided. But, I mean, 13 points, I think, is all the Patriots had basically into kind of like the fourth quarter. So, and then in Jacksonville, no, I, I, I think the Falcons played well as, as well. So I think this is a good rebound opportunity for Atlanta's defense.
0: Absolutely. Um, our, our defense, uh, led by Grady Jarrett and A.J. Terrell, been one where, uh, against the run, they've been getting better and better. Uh, yep, we're still re- ranked next to last, if not last, against the path. And yeah, <laughs> not look uh, at and, the numbers, you know, <laughs> yeah, don't look at the num- numbers. Gotta uh, stay away. Uh, offense doesn't help us at all because we put the defense on the field way too much. But against, uh, I think points allowed, we're second to last as well, which is not a good place to be. And, <laughs> and, and something's got to give, you know, um, with the Panthers having struggles on offense, we'll have some struggles on defense. It's going to be who's least worst. Uh, and we got <laughs> to find a way to be least worst in this category.
1: Break down I, I the I huddle on them. least worst.
0: Yes. I mean, <laughs> this is a great game because the Carolina Panthers offense line is not the Tampa Bay office offensive line.
1: No. This will be a great
0: game for DMPs to kind of, you know, serve up a, a DMP special and really use the, Massive amount of film that you have this late in the season to figure out how to dismantle that, that, uh, that offense, that offensive line. You got to have coaches play a role at some point in the season. You, you got to be able to win at least two or three games just on your coaching. We talked to the cows come home that we have a talent deficit with the Falcons. We know that we know we're in a tough cap position, we know that our GM put us in a bind and we know that we can't measure up with most NFL teams with NFL talent. So you got to get creative. And one of the ways that we can get creative with Dean Pease is to do all the things that we talked about in the offseason about his, you know, blitz specials and his misdirection <laughs> and his wizardry that he can make happen. I get there's only so much you can do with talent, but you still can elevate this talent against a squad like the Carolina Panthers. I want to see that this game.
1: You know, it's it's a real shame because I have been on so many uh different podcasts this week for the like Panthers. I've been on um, a couple of radio shows like in the Carolina area and I have had my, th- my voice has essentially been gone all week. It's mm. kind of coming back now, but I, I basically have been on, on the phone. Like, yeah, what I really think about the Falcons is going to be. And it's just like, I'm putting the worst product out there. Um, So I, I apologize <laughs> to everybody Morgan, involved rock star. in getting me this stuff. but um. That being said, <laughs> the thing that I have said the most um, on all of these different uh, platforms Platform. when asked about kind of the difference between the, the Falcons first matchup versus this matchup. Number one has been, I think Dean Pease has more of his playbook at his disposal than he did the first time these two teams saw each other. I know we of talked course. about that kind of earlier on in the season where he said it was a slower process than he'd experienced before with other teams that he'd coached throughout his, his long and legendary tenure in the NFL. Um, by now, I think, I think it was really the game after the, uh, the Panthers game. So that would make it Dallas. I did notice in that game, Dion Jones and Foyer were coming, I think a lot more frequently early on. Now you could argue that really burned them, but since then, they have been bringing five guys at least i think more frequently than than they yeah. were earlier on in the season and i know that the panthers offensively their offensive line is still probably their biggest weakness so mm-hmm. i expect the falcons to dial up like you said a lot of that pressure um and really stress the tackles in particular for this offensive line off the edge the other thing that i've brought up is The Falcons have been running the ball really well against really good run defenses. And the Panthers do not have a good run defense. I expect the Falcons to just let it ride on the ground all afternoon and then try to suck up some of the safeties, the linebackers. And then because that's what we've been seeing, Arthur Smith isn't that complicated. He wants to run the ball to the point that defenses really crowd the box to stop the run. And then he's going to kind of max protect And he's going to send two deep shots to try to stress that safety and trust the quarterback to make the right read. It hasn't really been there because a lot of teams are still playing too deep, even against this offense. But I think the Falcons could really put some pressure on the Panthers in the run game to open up this pass game this week, which may be why I'm so high on this team. What do you think about the Falcons uh, chances on the ground against this Panthers defense?
0: I feel great uh, about it. I feel really good. It's going to be interesting because I think a key um, component of this run game is the man in the middle who always talk about Mike Davis uh, really deciding to come on because sometimes you can say, hey, well, you know, maybe they're not blocking for Mike the way they block for Cordell Patterson. It's the same offensive line. It's the same plays. (laughs) Cordell has just been, you know, more explosive. I think he's been able to read the the, uh, blocks a little bit better. He's been able to time them up. You know, we could say he just coincidentally has been getting the calls that aren't working. But at the end of the day, if that guy can do it, you can do it too. And we're not even asking you to be quarterback Patterson. We're asking you to give almost the same amount of production (laughs) or close to the same amount. Be be a great one-two punch. Because those are some of the best duos where it's a one-two punch and you have a change-up. And they have slightly different styles to where he can be a change-up. He just hasn't done it. And I, I'm actually going to see uh, Mike Davis for the first time at the uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year Award on Monday. Oh, so nice. hopefully yeah. he doesn't listen to our podcast and hopefully he doesn't <laughs> stare me down say, did you call me a bust in episode six? No, that was, that was Will, not me. I, I didn't say anything <laughs> You're one of the start You were the best president signing since me. Um, so hopefully he doesn't listen to the podcast and doesn't uh, stare me down. Invite, him, shake on. invite him on. <laughs> yeah, I do. I definitely will. But, uh, yeah, I was a former Walter Pate Man of the Year, so I get invited every year for Skip year nice. because of the pandemic. But um, he's, uh, I think, up for the award. And if he can, you know, on Monday have a smile on his face because he was a big contributor to our run game giving us a win, it'd make the interaction a lot easier, even if he listens to our podcast because I'm going to say great things about him tonight <laughs> and Sunday if he helps us win.
1: Do you want to uh, talk a little bit about what the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award is real quick? And then oh, yeah, you yeah there, a lot of
0: people don't, don't know. It's just, uh, you know, uh, the NFL player on each team who has the biggest impact in the philanthropic space um, gets that Walter Payton Man of the Year because, you know, Walter is known for service and what he did in the community in addition to his amazing uh, feats on the field. And uh, in 2008, because I was the first NFL player with an environmental foundation, And, you know, have my own comic book called Gridiron Green. I started environmental football camps. Uh, I created green tailgates to teach fans how to tailgate in an environmentally responsible way. And I did speaker series to talk about green jobs and teach uh, kids how to make green by going green. And we focus on kids of color because they seem to be uh, not as involved in the environmental space, yet they're disproportionately affected by the negative effects of climate change and global warming. So an NFL player, I never tack- tackled it before me, but I had an issue with my kids being born premature and the air quality in Atlanta kept them in the NICU way longer than, than I wanted. So I wanted to get more information on the whole issue. The, digger, the deeper I did, I dug, the more I realized that I could use the power of sports to kind of help give my kids and all kids a better future. So with all yeah. that, they uh, decided to slap the award on me, which was a huge honor, and, and I was up for uh I got, got almost like to the quarterfinals for for nationals, but uh, you know, my name isn't that big as a fullback, so some other people got got the award. But still, I think it was Larry Fitchill won it that year. I'm not even sure, but it, it was someone who did some great work. So it's always great yeah. to be recognized, and uh, I look forward to shaking Mike Davis's hand. Hopefully, not having slap me.
1: <laughs> no, I'm sure I'm sure he won't, man. And uh, and that's awesome. No, that that that's really great. I know the Falcons have always been a, a team that I think cares a lot about that I, I know warwick dunn has won the yeah. uh the walter payton man of the year award um i feel like somebody has recently warwick, Grady foyer yeah i did they all win it
0: yeah i, I i'm pretty they, sure uh grady won i saw foyer there i don't know if he's won it yet but i think he maybe may have he's been, been nominated,
1: nominated. One year. yeah yeah because i i know made. the falcons the falcons have always been really um i know they won like three or four salute to service awards in a row oh yeah a huge. On that. Um uh, yeah, Andre Roberts, uh Dan Quinn won one year. Um Steve yeah, Cannon. Right, Steve Cannon, yep, CEO. Uh um, oh, Steve. Yep. So uh, yeah, the Falcons have been really big on that, but that's awesome, dude. Uh so th- thank you for, for the work that you did on that. But yeah, when you see Mike Davis, invite him on. Hopefully yeah, he has a huge game. Um <laughs> but the offensive line has more to do than just run block. I think they've done yeah. a much better job. And actually, man, you'll love this. When I went back and watched the, the Bucks game from this past mm-hmm. week, Chris Lindstrom kicked Vita Veya's ass. Really? Like, on so many reps. Wow. Yeah. We got to no, no, like, no we got to start. No one watches that. No one watches that. We, we got to start being the patron saint podcast of Chris yes. Lindstrom's everywhere because like he, Run, had a great game. run blocking, pass blocking. Like, if you if you think back to where all the pressure was coming from, mm. you know, you hate to say it, but it, it was Jalen Mayfield. It was, you know, Drew Dahlman. It was kind of the the younger guys. Chris Lindstrom was a stone wall awesome. at, at the right guard spot. And I just think, I feel like that needs to be called out because awesome. not enough people are talking about it. He is playing so well. Shut down Vita Vea on pretty much all the reps that those guys went one-on-one, two really young guys. You love to see it. He's he's a star player. He um, awesome. became one this season, just under the radar. But what do we expect from Atlanta's pass protection this week? Do you think they're going to try to do a, a little bit more max protect? I've been watching some Kyle Pitts film as well for a piece I think I'm working on for the Falcoholic. And they've been bringing him in, in pass protection at times. So, you know, I don't know if this is going to be a week where because they have Hassan Reddick, who has 10 and a half sacks, and Brian Burns, who has eight sacks. I mean, these are good pass rushers. Do you think we'll see Max protect or do you think they're going to try to do some short passes, get the ball out quickly and and run the ball?
0: After last game, they'd be fools to not Max protect. Uh, You know, Matt Ryan, year after year after year, is one of the most hit, hurried and sacked quarterbacks in the league. And uh, (laughs) I love these threads. I see every now and then about the Thomas Dimitrov threads where people are saying, well, we should just get all offensive linemen or all defensive linemen. We've done that. We've done that. And still Matt was like the most hit hurried pressure quarterback
1: in 2000,
0: you know, 13, 14,
1: 15. The the numbers that just came out where it was Matt Ryan is, he's the most hit quarterback in the league And it's like not even close Like like up through like week 13. He's been hit like 92 times. And I think the next closest team is in like the seventies. And wow. Yeah. So it's just more context that like Matt goes through shit. Every single game. Yeah. It's (laughs)
0: like I I, I spoke about before. Like I don't know how quarterbacks do it, how they keep that shit in and doesn't and don't just go off on their offensive lineman. I like, what the yeah, F are
1: you doing? I God agree. dang it. Like, I
0: got children. I got a family to get back to. They you get hit a lot. Here.
1: A lot more than you think they do. Like, yep. every after every play, somebody comes and just kind of shoves them to the ground.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's not as bad as it was back, you know, in, in the 80s and 90s, right. but still, they are getting hit a lot. And, like, my son's seven years old, and my wife's like, oh, well, he can play football, but we've got to find a position that's nice and safe, like quarterback. Because I want to be a fullback like you. I'm like, yeah, quarterback's safer than fullback, but at least I protect myself. I know what's coming. Quarterback's want, looking down the field and gets blown up. So we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we second come string
1: to it. quarterback. You want to be the holder.
0: Yes. Yes. You want to be <laughs> the backup quarterback that chills out like Chris. Blue Fred Mountain state.
1: Oh, greatest show. Hang backup out. Quarterbacks. Chill. What's up?
0: But to answer your question, um, I think that they got to match protect. They they got to make sure that what happened to Matt last game doesn't happen this game. Cause like we both just said, he's one of the most hit court, uh, quarterbacks and, That can only last so long. Um, You want to preserve him for next year and the year after when we have actual chances of potentially winning championships and and getting into the playoffs and and having a a deep run. You know, the goal should be to be able to have our linemen do it by themselves without help. But until they're there and they're not there, we can't just will them to do it and hope and wish and click our heels and spin around three times and and pray that Matt's going to be okay. Until he is okay with our linemen just doing their job, running yeah. backs gotta chit, tight ends gotta stay in, release if no one's uh, uh coming, and find creative ways to be able to protect our hundred million dollar quarterback.
1: Do you think Mike Davis gets a an applause when he returns back to uh to Bank of America Stadium? Do you think when they announce Mike Davis mm, cheers that's or right? that's right? Um I Probably think. Probably cheers, right? Yeah, I think Mike Davis They're soft. Uh, they're soft it, up in Charlotte. It's not, they're soft.
0: It's not Chicago or Pittsburgh or one of these like Philly where these angry mean uh just, you know, savage fans uh, reside. They're they're a little more nice in Charlotte. Uh they they they're They're, 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 they're not eating as, their
1: pimento cheese sandwiches <laughs> and drinking their sweet tea. <laughs>
0: yeah, so they they're, they're, they're going to be Oh, Mike's back! Hey, Mike, have a good game. Oh, I Not liked good. him.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was so nice. Um, I met him at Kroger. <laughs> good. I hope he runs it down their throats. Uh, yes, yeah. I whipped you on that. What? So I mentioned, I mentioned the last game, and this was my first time being able to watch kind of the, the eye in the sky view because I was there in person. But the thing that stood out to me both times watching it, mm. kind of low energy from the team in this game. I don't know if it's an early afternoon coming back at home kind of deal. If it's just the Mercedes Benz stadium of it all, because the Falcons have yet to win in that stadium as we pointed out on Sunday. Um, So I don't know if that was it, but what kind of energy do you expect from this Falcons team? They've been playing really well on the road this season. Something about it kind of, they play just sharper this is a must win. You know, we, you can talk about must wins in week four. Mm-hmm. You just do that to drum up the ratings, right? Like that's just an industry thing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. uh, week four, you can lose, you it's can be on four and make the playoffs. Who yeah. cares? So you talk about, is this a must win game? N- no, it's not this. This might be your five and seven for all intents and purposes. If you can't beat a team like the Panthers, you're probably not beating the 49ers the next no. week. You're not beating the Bills. You may not beat the Saints. I mean, you got to win most of these games. How fired up do you expect this Falcons team to be?
0: Oh, super fired up. Like I mentioned, if they, it's a continuation from last game. They they had some vim and vigor. They had a little bit of spirit. Uh, it was palpable. Uh, it jumped <laughs> off the screen when you watched. Uh, if you've been playing football as long as I have and watching football as long as I have, you can see what a team... Is inspired. You can tell when yeah. you're playing their rival. You can see when they have that playoff electricity in how they finish plays, run to the ball, you know, chatter, you know, a little, little bit more than usual. And I like that. I, I like you know teams getting up for for big games. And this is still a division matchup. You, you're gonna see these this team two times a year till the end of time, and you want to make sure you put. Your foot up, they you know you know what you you want to leave a, 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 an imprint uh, on on them of who you are, how you play, and win, lose or draw. You're going to be black and blue when you go home. And so I think the Falcons are going to come with everything they got because not only that for pride, but this will pretty much negate their playoff chances, which are already hanging by a thread. But just this makes it just a all right. Let's see what the rookies can do. All right, let's see who wants to play. Let's see who wants to be here. I don't want to go there just yet. Granted, we've been there the whole all season, but it makes it official if we lose this game. I, I want to keep on, you know, having something to play for rather than just pride.
1: So I, I like where your head's at. I have a theory, though, Theory's that good. I want to I want to run by you. Sure. Right after this.
0: Ah, oh, it's good.
1: Say goodbye to dull gifts. I think I will. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. I ah, see what they did there. You know, diamonds, dull, bright. These guys are on it. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find. And at a light price, too. I mean, $800 per carat. Not a big, uh, you know, carat expert myself, um, but there's that information for you. $800 per carat. So you may be asking... What is a lab-grown diamond? Well, they have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but they're just grown in a lab. Because of the process, they can create stones in a bluish pink or you know, a, a just a classic white, maybe just a good, beautiful blue. I'm a classic blue guy myself. So visit lightboxjewelry.com to add some sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox Diamonds, never a dull moment. All right, so you mentioned earlier the Panthers are a team in disarray. Yes. They, they fired their offense coordinator, Joe Brady, who, frankly, candidly, I, I loved Joe Brady. You know, Bobby Coming out Brady of LSU, good pick. I, thought, I thought pairing Matt Rule, Joe Brady, match made in heaven, I kind of feel like he's gotten short shrift with uh, Christian McCaffrey being as injured as he has over the past couple of years, never really mm-hmm. got to unlock Christian McCaffrey in this offense, um, true, Cheat code. but that's shocking. And then Cam Newton coming off of a bizarre performance. You know, like oh, only of those- him off that that wasn't
0: his fault. That was Cam Newton. I, mean, I get putting him in position to fail, and I really don't care because it's the Panthers and it's their own mess. <laughs> but it just feels I don't like things that aren't fair. I, I'm big from a if I, there, I, if there's no got that's not fair,
1: and there's got to be fair. something more to it. Oh, there's yeah, gotta has be, to be. There has to be. Um, we, yeah, that's I mean, that's we a obviously, shitty time to fire somebody. Yeah, you don't do it at the end of the bye week, right? Like they're, they they were coming off of their bye week into a game week. You don't like fire them on Sunday night. Coming I mean, off Like bye of week. i Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> you get fired on your day off. So there's, there's got to be something. Um, it'll be... It'll be interesting to see where Joe Brady lands. I guess I'll, yeah. I'll just say that. You'll um, have a job but, somewhere.
0: It's coaching carousel. You'll go to the Jets <laughs> or something or like Browns. Or
1: but, but then we've got, we've got Cam Newton playing erratically. They, they benched him. They went to P.J. Walker. You mm-hmm. just got a, a Panthers team that's kind of all over the place. They started yeah. out hot, and they have been just terrible since that mm-hmm. hot start. You brought up rivalry game. You brought up energy, emotion. These two teams in their first game, it got chippy. I mean, oh, yeah. even though even though I think a lot of Atlanta fans, the Saints are obviously A1 rivals. Yes. But the Panthers have such a chip on their shoulder because they're the redheaded stepchild that yep. like, these games are weirdly heated. Yep. And I think the Falcons are better suited to just give them the cold shoulder mm-hmm. on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Don't play into it. Don't buy into it. You say bring all the energy, bring all the heat, the enthusiasm. No, I say come in here, do your job. I'm better than you. The Panthers, again, are melting down. They, ha- they, are, like, they cannot get out of their own way. So my yeah. question for you this week as we head into the locker room, I need your insight as a player. How do you approach a team that is stumbling all over itself. How do you approach that?
0: There there are two trains of thought. Uh, And from being with the Ravens veteran-led team to being on the Falcons sometimes, you know, a little more uh, back and forth. But, you know, still Matt Ryan has been a veteran-led team for a long time. I've seen the thought of when you see a, a wounded animal and a team that you know is putting blood in the water—you can smell that and feel that—and be like, "All right, we we have a chance." Excuse me. Sometimes, if you go at the wounded animal too much, you do go too hard and do too much, you can get your ass kicked, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and you went away from what you know works. You went away from how you play because yeah. you thought, "Oh, I can get them. Oh, they're they're down. The oh, let's change let's yep. change things up." And then you, 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 you're left you know, holding your strap saying, what happened? I don't know what happened. I, we, we changed up our thing to try and fit that situation. Yes, you have to do that sometimes, but I, there's a school thought that says, just do what you do better. You know, prepare more, focus on your weaknesses, keep on doing what you're supposed to do week to week, uh, getting better, and you'll win the game. There's another train of thought that says, you smoke on the water, you go after it. You, 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 you try to crush them in the first quarter. You know that they're they're a, a second <laughs> away from here we go yeah. again, like you know, Falcons have been several times. And so you make sure you come out strong. And, and Mike Malarkey used to love that. When he saw a team that we should beat, a team that was in disarray, he was like, all right, we're going to run it down their throat. We're going to go for some big plays with Julio, Yo, Tony Gonzalez, Roddy. Y'all stay there. We're going uh, no huddle offense. Let's let them know first quarter, game's over. Y'all can try to catch up the rest of the game, but it's going to break their spirit. I like to be more aggressive. Um, for me, <laughs> I, I'm always for option two because I feel like, hey, if, if you ha- can put your foot on their throat and apply pressure, why the hell not? Now it'll it, it backfire sometimes if, if they're able to withstand that initial um, on onslaught and, yeah. and rebound. Yeah. It, it may backfire because uh, you. You know, you giving your energy, yeah, yeah they're rope doping and you're you're going in the first round boxing and throwing haymakers, and you're like, wait, that didn't work. Oh no, uh, <laughs> it is all, all our best doesn't work. And hey, you start doubting yourself, so but still, uh, if you know that you can do what you do well better than they can, I, I say throw everything at them.
1: So you think the Falcons come out swinging, get the Panthers on the ropes, you, make you them got play to. from behind. I mean, yeah especially after
0: the loss that you had, I feel like and it's and let's good be yeah,
1: the Falcons need to prove that they like they need to yeah. win like that, they need to come out and be the better team from start to finish, so yep. R- regardless of like let's even set all of that dumb theory stuff aside. the Falcons gotta come out, and they gotta just from start to finish win a game, dominate a game, be the better team, you know they mm-hmm. like we we keep talking about incremental progress getting better one step at a time they have yet to come out i think maybe the dolphins game was the best game they played offensively for four quarters yeah but but that was still like a one score game in the fourth quarter like that's not a game that they dominated all throughout the, the afternoon so they 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 need to put a complete game together as the next step in that evolution who needs to have a big game on sunday for that to happen
0: I mean, it, it's it's hard to say because you, you really have been putting so much on his shoulders every week. And you're like, Well, what week will he be able to deal with the pressure, deal with the double teams, and come out and be the or fill the gap that Julio left. You want Kyle Pitts to have a big game. And you yo, even though they have some some great defensive backs, you know, some are top rated pro football focus, you know, but they're they're Defensive ends are going to be getting after Matt quarterback Matt Ryan and and giving our office line all we have. But if Pitts can find some way to get those hot routes, those quick routes, those quick throws, you know, catch it with one hand, fall forward for first down, be able to stiff arm somebody, you know, to the depths of hell and step over them and and be able to do some of these phenomenal athletic plays that he can. That's when we get excited again, you know, because yeah. our run game is getting better. We know that. Is our pass game getting better? Russell Gage is showing up in a bigger way. Like you mentioned, Jose Sharp had a great game against the Panthers last time. But the last piece of that puzzle is Kyle Pitts, you know, not just having a couple of flashes, hundred yard games mid season, early in the season, but to say, no, like I'm I'm here for the long run. And I know I'm gonna get double teamed. I know that I'm the top, you know, guy people want to take out of the game, but I'm gonna find a way to beat that because I know it can be done. I've seen the greats do it, like Julio and Tony Gonzalez, and you know all the top receivers in the country and the top uh, tight ends. I want to be one of them. I want to be in that category. I want to be in that conversation. And at some point, he has to stop just thinking it, Well, he has to start thinking it and start doing it. I hope he's already thinking it, because um, that's the first step to becoming great. You have to believe you are game in game out. But yep. now he has to execute.
1: One thing that I noticed about Kyle Pitts going back and. Uh, watching some tape of him just in in preparation of, again, this piece that I'm thinking about writing for the Falcoholic, is he he seems to lack urgency when he's running these routes. You know, as a route runner, as, yeah. um you know, in and out of routes, making it crisp, breaking, all of this stuff. And sometimes that can be something you have to learn in year two. Yeah. And, and so I worry that maybe that's just something he doesn't possess right now That that will come next season. But he's just not like... Ready when Matt's ready, and, and I kind of feel like that's because he's just not as urgent in and out of his breaks. Matt's on his third drop, and and Kyle's just now starting to make his turn, and Matt's now looking elsewhere because Kyle's not ready. So I've noticed that a little bit, but I'm going to say Eric Harris is my guy who needs to have a big game because if you mm-hmm. could give a best supporting defender award for a defender who makes offensive players look good, Eric mm-hmm. Harris would be my uh, recipient of that award because he is always just right in frame diving for a ball that a receiver catches for like a touchdown. If Eric Harris just makes some of these plays,
0: yeah, yeah. then
1: the Falcons defense is having a much better kind of better. year, I think, statistically, than, than they're having. So if, if Eric Harris has a big game, I think this defense rolls. They're having a, a great one. Um, all right. What is your final prediction, Ovi, before we get out of here?
0: We win this one. Uh, this is going to be uh, a W in the Falcons column. I'm saying it's going to be 24 to 17. Yeah, 24-17 Falcons. I'm going with that. It's a okay. field from there.
1: Yeah. 24-17. I'm going to say 32 20 Oh, okay. So I, I think the offense comes alive and or maybe there's a defense touchdown uh, in here this week. I don't know. Uh, I think the defense has been playing well. And I think Cam Newton can uh turn it over a little bit. So all right. So that's what we've got this week. Ovi, you got anything else before we get out of here?
0: Uh no, my friend. I am um still am- enjoying invasion. Um there's a a show, League of Legends, called Arcade. My daughter's got me into. I'm watching
1: that. All right, Brian and- Kearns. It's- you remember Brian Brian Kearns? Yeah, My guy. Yeah, so he he works for the company that created arcane no he doesn't yeah he does the yeah, riot.
0: Brian Kearns no Brian Kearns was the uh, um he was the PR guy comms yeah comms yeah are you serious yeah that's random as hell that's that's kind of cool though Bri- Brian so, yeah. Kearns
1: was on this podcast before uh before you joined yeah friend of no, the he, pod get out of <laughs> here that is he so was. cool
0: well so yeah so uh arcane and then finally lost in space um Season three is finally out, and I'm loving it. Uh, finding out where these kids are going. I'm not going to mess up people who haven't seen season one and two, but season three is great. Me and my wife, it's our little uh, guilty pleasure, so we're watching that. Nice. So I- I'm enjoying some good TV. I'm looking forward to the holidays so I can really kind of lay back and just veg out on great shows. And I'm going to find time for succession. You keep on telling me about that. I see it all the time. I swipe by it. Yeah, it's so good, man. What are these guys? It's
1: the it's my like Sunday night. I can't I can't even describe. It it's like Sunday is the best day of the week because I wake up I wake up thinking about football. Only football, the Falcons, what's yep. the game? When is it? Blah blah blah. Watch it. Then it's kind of like, all right, what stuff do I need to get done around the house? Do I need to mow the lawn? Do I need to do whatever? Yeah. Then I'm thinking about our podcast and usually maybe it's like in the shower or it's like I'm getting ready for bed I remember a succession episode is is Best. dropping at nine o'clock and I'm yep. just like yes yes I get yep. one more good thing it's like it's like yep. the last eight weeks have been Christmas for me because I just remember at like seven forty five, mm-hmm. and, and I'm just like Oh yes. I get a new episode of a show that no, I, love. I gotta watch it, man. You, you're, you're, it's so good dude. It for a while. I'm, I'm going to check it it's out. So good. It's During the so good. holidays
0: when I'm flying to Oakland to see my wife's family, uh, five hours, I'm going to download the oh. episodes and then oh, be able to yeah. watch on the plane. Each,
1: each episode's like an hour. You knock out like half the first season. You'll be hooked. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Good yeah, stuff, man. You'll be good. Um, all right. Well, we hope you are hooked, uh, to this podcast moving forward. Uh, please let everybody know where you can find us. If you enjoy us, if you don't enjoy us, please tweet at Ovi Mahaley thirty four. Um, but if you love the podcast, you can tweet at me. Hey, at hey, hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> that's exactly how it works. I make the rules. Uh, <laughs> but uh, today's today's episode was presented by Bet Online. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope everybody's having a great holiday season. We will be back again on Monday with our recap of Sunday's game against the Carolina Panthers. Hopefully the Falcons get a win and we can keep on talking about a playoff push that the Falcons are somehow right on the fringe of. So there we go. We will see you guys on Monday. As always, take care.